0: Hello. This is Tanishka from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the twentieth of July. The Supreme Court issued notice today in all petitions related to the Maharashtra political crisis and gave parties time to file replies in the matter. Bar Bench reported. The bench headed by Chief Justice N. V. Ramana gave the Shiv Sena and its rebel MLAs time. July 27 to frame their issues for the larger bench. The next hearing will be on August 1st. The top court was hearing six petitions related to the political crisis in Maharashtra, one by the rebel MLAs and five by Udhav Thakre's camp. The government of Mahavikas Aghadi fell on July 29 following the rebellion led by now Chief Minister Eknath Shinde. After 2.5 years in power, Udhav Thakre had to resign as Chief Minister making way for Shinde coming to power with BJP's support. The Thakre faction had moved the top court challenging disqualification proceedings initiated against MLAs under the constitutional scheme. They also challenged the decision of the Maharashtra Assembly Speaker to recognise the whip nominated by the Shinde faction as the Chief Whip of Shiv Sena. Appearing for the Thakre faction, Advocate Kapil Sibbil had questioned Maharashtra Governor Bhagat Singh Koshyari's decision to swear in the new government when the matter was already before the Apex Court. Appearing for the Shinde camp, advocate Harish Salve said that there was nothing wrong if many MLAs in a party felt that they needed another leader. The Supreme Court granted interim bail to Alt News co-founder Mohammad Zubair today in all six cases registered against him by the Uttar Pradesh police. The court also directed that all FIRs filed against Zubair be clubbed together and investigated by one authority, which in this case was the special cell of the Delhi police. As a result, the special investigation team constituted by the Uttar Pradesh police against Zubair stands disbanded. The fact checker was arrested by the Delhi police on June 27th for allegedly hurting Hindu religious sentiments by posting a four year old satirical tweet. He was subsequently booked in a clutch of cases filed against him in Uttar Pradesh, also based on his tweets. A bench led by Justice D.Y. Chandrachuld observed today that the existence of power of arrest must be pursued sparingly by the police. The court said that the most serious allegations against Zubair concerned his tweets for which he had been subjected to a sustained inquiry by the Delhi police. Hence, the court said that it didn't find reason. For his deprivation of liberty to persist further. The court also said that it could not ask Zubair to not tweet as part of the bail condition. Crucially, the court also said that the interim bail shall be extended to any other FIR registered against Zubair in this matter. If another FIR is registered on this matter, investigation will be transferred to the Delhi police and Zubair will be entitled to bail. Listeners, during the hearing today, Uttar Pradesh's additional advocate, General Garima Prashad, claimed that Zubair was not a journalist or a fact-checker, but someone who posts on social media to spread venom. She even alleged that Zubair was paid for his tweets, and the more malicious the tweet, the more money he got. Zubair's lawyer, Vrinda Grover, meanwhile argued that the job of someone who debunked false news might draw the ire of some people, but the law cannot be weaponized against him. Read my report on newslaundry.com to know more about the hearing and the detailed order. It is titled, Power of Arrest Must Be Pursued Sparingly. Supreme Court Gives Zubair Bail in All Cases. Listeners, the reason we are able to bring you reports such as these, without pressure from political parties or corporations, is because we don't depend on them for ads. We rely only on you, the reader, to support us. So, if you are not a part of our independent news model already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start at Rs 300 only. The Kerala government has opposed the Centre's move to impose goods and services tax on essential commodities and announced that it will not tax items sold by small stores or Kudumbashri in packets up to 2 kilograms. Kerala's Finance Minister N. Balagopal told the State Assembly that the government won't compromise on the matter even if it leads to friction with the centre. The Chief Minister has written to the centre informing the decision to not levy small-scale traders and stores, Balagopal said. As per the new rule introduced by the central government, all branded companies have to pay a tax of 5% on packaged products unless they declare to not claim the brand. In his letter to the Centre, Kerala Chief Minister Pinarai Vijayan argued that the move will severely affect the common people. He pointed out that many small-scale shops and food processing units pack the items and keep them ready for purchase off-the-shelf in order to save time. Uttar Pradesh Minister Dinesh Khatik sent his resignation letter to Union Home Minister Amit Shah today saying that officers did not listen to him or share any information about his ministry. The Dalit minister from Western UP was inducted by Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath as a Minister of State for Jal Shakti in September last year. Hindustan Times reported that the resignation letter repeatedly referred to the fact that he was a Dalit. Khatik, who was the Uttar Pradesh Water Resources Minister, wrote that he was not assigned any work for 100 days. He alleged that he was not given any importance because he was a Dalit and that his working as a Minister of State was a waste for the Dalit community. He said that he had no authority as a Minister and this was an insult of the Dalit community. Khatik also alleged that there was widespread corruption in the Namami-Gange scheme and in departmental transfers and postings. Lok Sabha proceedings were disrupted for the third time today amid continued protests by the opposition who were demanding an urgent discussion over price rise and the imposition of GST on some daily use items. Speaker of the House, Om Birla, had told the protesting members in the House today that he would give them an opportunity to raise the issues during the zero hour. He said that the House was for discussion, not for shouting slogans, and that this kind of conduct was not appropriate for the decorum of the House. He adjourned the proceedings until 4 p.m., but opposition continued with its protests when the house met again. Opposition members carried posters of Gabbar Singh strikes again into the well of the house to protest against the GST rates. Opposition MPs, including Rahul Gandhi, staged a protest at the Gandhi statue in the Parliament complex, carrying packets of milk, curd, and other food items. The Rajya Sabha too was adjourned till tomorrow morning 11 a.m amid opposition protests. Sri Lankan lawmakers today elected Acting President Ranil Vikram Singh as the new President, Reuters reported. The lawmakers cited that his long experience in government would benefit the country in surviving the economic and political crisis. Winning 134 votes out of 225, the six-time Prime Minister was voted in as President despite the public anger with the ruling elite. The mood among protesters was largely muted. Chamira Dedu Vagi, an organizer of previous protests, said that the primary demand of the movement has been achieved with the removal of Godbaya Rajapaksa, and the protesters will have to be satisfied with that. Earlier this month, hundreds of thousands of protesters had forced former President Godbaya Rajapaksa out of office. They had demanded Vikram Singh's resignation too, calling him an ally of the Rajapaksa family who have dominated Sri Lankan politics for nearly two decades. Vikram Singhye became acting President last week after Rajapaksa sent his official letter of resignation after fleeing to Singapore via Maldives. Sri Lanka is amid the most crippling political and economic crisis to hit the country in decades. The month-long protests against severe fuel and food shortages had intensified on July 9 as thousands of protesters stormed the President's residence.